I'd just like to let everybody know before we start the podcast, there may be the odd swear word during fighting on the inside. Also, some of the subjects that we cover, especially those surrounding mental health, some people may be affected by these conversations. If you are, then you can find information and help in the show notes. But please, other than that, enjoy the show. Right, guys, before we get started, I would like to say a huge thank you to our sponsor, NordVPN. Now, trust me, take it from me. If you're a boxing fan and you do not have a VPN service, I would highly recommend you get one. There's been plenty of times, so many times, where I've been wanting to watch a huge fight that is broadcast in another country but have not been able to. But if you go and sign up to NordVPN, you can digitally locate yourself within that country so you are able to watch any of those huge fights you wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Also, for just the price of a cup of coffee per month, a NordVPN account can be used on up to six devices, allowing you and your family to stay digitally safe when you're out and about or using public Wi-Fi. So NordVPN also protects you wherever you are in the world. And like I said, if you're a boxing fan, you need one. So before the podcast starts, press pause, go into the show notes, click on the link, and you can go and sign up to NordVPN. You'll get a huge discount plus a bonus gift. So NordVPN, thanks for sponsoring the show. And welcome to Fighting on the Inside. Let's get on with it. and welcome to another episode of Fighting on the Inside. As always, a massive thank you to our sponsors, Real Power of One, NordVPN, Pulse Roll and Well Hydrate. Without those guys, we couldn't do what we're doing. And as you know, this podcast is all in aid of the charity Gloves Up, Knives Down, trying to help kids across London and the UK go against knife crime. Um, so yeah, today we are joined by... Billy Joe Saunders, WBO middleweight world champion, WBO super middleweight world champion. Um, so yeah, Billy, how are you, mate? I'm good, good boys, you. you? Yep. Nice good. to join you. Nice. Thanks for having me. This is your doorstep, isn't it? We, it's not too far from this. Not too far. Big posh Just down the road. Big posh house. Big oh, posh house. Oh, caravans. caravans <laughs> <laughs> I find that hard to believe these days, Will. <laughs> so yeah, Billy. Um, look, so we want to learn a little bit about your background, Billy. Um, what was it like growing up? What was uh, you know, from 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 our sort of background, from the traveller background, you got, you know, you got all sorts of, um, you got your English, your Irish, your Scotch, your Welsh, you got your Romanian, you got there's gypsies in every nationality you can think of. Um, growing up, it's always been a bit tough, really, because, you know, if you was inside, if you know, if you was outside playing and had a bit of a scrap or so you couldn't you wouldn't run back and tell your mum or dad you like to finish it there and then and you know but you know hands up stuck in as a kid get stuck in and uh and just really sort of protect, learning to protect yourself the right way really so is there a lot i mean obviously in in your culture um as a traveler there's a lot you've got quite a different sort of outlook on 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 fighting I think I would say than 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 I was raised with. I think you've got you guys are taught to fight quite young, right? And do you grow up around? Obviously, bare knuckle boxing's big in in the culture as well. Can you explain a little <coughs> bit? About that? At, 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 to be fair, at the minute in the in the gypsy culture, that if someone's got a problem with someone, they're arranged to have a fight. Mm. You know, it might be a big fight. You know, they call it open fight, closed fight. If it's an open fight, anyone can go. If it's a closed fight, it's you know your two fair play men go there. You watch the fight. 
and make sure it's fair and the best man wins. And that's how they sort of squash the you know the gypsy feuds when they're going on and stuff like that. That that's how they you know put the end to it. And I think how tight have you stayed to the gypsy culture or with all the successes you've you've had? Has it has it made anything any difference to the lifestyle you were brought up in? Not at all, John. Not at all. I mean, look, my boys now, even they, you know, they live the lifestyle of it. I live the lifestyle of it. My, it would never ever leave us leaving this lifestyle because it's something that was put in you when you were when you're born, and um, you know you can't just think, oh, you know, I've done all right now. I've got a few quid. I'll see you all later. It never ever works like that. You know, you you get to enjoy yourself and and to be a little bit more fortunate in life probably but apart from apart from that really nothing nothing changed for me do you do you feel as though attitudes have changed at all over the years or did the attitudes change towards you with all the success you had towards travelers you do obviously look you 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 get you do get your haters in every in every walk of life but you know i think most of you got i've got you know a good 90 percent of them you know supporting and backing you're always going to get some people that's got something to say somewhere and and things like that but you know i just let it go off a lot you know if a duck's back walk off a duck's back i'll just get on with it because i know what my goal is i know what i want to achieve and i know what i want in life um but you know i've got, I got good support same as obviously tyson as well i know we touched on it earlier when we were talking off camera <clears throat> but your, your your boys um your boys as your has your successes uh, affected them at all? Or Do does it make life <laughs> easy for them? Their life is a lot easier than what my life was. When we was growing up, we had, you've seen them little small caravans. We had cooped up in one of them, wind her out, you know, a uh, plastic sheet over it. We were freezing. Weather like this will be cold. Mm. And, uh, you know, listen, they're, they, you know, they're all right. They're laying back in bit of a warmer situation than I was back then and you know they haven't got to get out look like I say have they got to get out and you know I, I want them to get out obviously get a living and you know and, and be successful but I had no choice but to do what I done in the boxing game to get where I wanted to get they've got one or maybe two choices mm. you know it's, it's, listen weather like this it's you know I'd be up running in the snow and jogging and running in the rain, running in the thunder. Are they going to look at the winner and think, do you know what, I'm going to go for a run today? I don't know, you know, but um, I'd say they got a, lot, a little bit easier than what uh, I did. Uh, at what point did you realise, you know what, I can make some money out of this? Johnny, I knew as soon as I put a pair of gloves on, I was about, I went in the gym at five and I remember, you know, just going down the gym at five, taking along with my brother and uh, I remember I was uh, 10 years old and Joe Kalzaki, because Frank's office used to be in Hartford, Joe Kalzaki were doing a training session in Chesant ABC and I was 10. And I remember him walking and I walked in and I remember looking at him and I see him punching the bag. And uh, I didn't get a photo with him at the time, but I got him to sign something for me. And I, ever since I left the gym that day, I looked at him and I thought, I can, I can do this. At 10 years old. Mm. And I just knew, even, you know, with Olympic Games, I was supposed to be in 2012 bunch, but I knew that I could make 2008. I just knew that it was destined for me. But did you, did you, so so you worked in a gym, but the the, the, the traveller culture is travelling around all over the place. Were you fortunate to say, this is home for me? My, my dad, my spot. <clears throat> yeah, my dad, my dad would always put us first when it comes to the gym. I mean, 
listen, we didn't have a lot growing up, but let's just say, uh, he, you know, he had a job to do and he needed that £500 or we needed to go to the gym, we'd go to the gym. Right. You know, he, he, he put us before everything in boxing and, you know, my brother was better than me. My brother was unbelievable. You know, he had um, 53 amateur fights, 150, stopped about 25 um, four schoolboy titles and he won everything wow. and it was him and Amir Khan going to the to the qualifiers <clears throat> but he broke his hand fighting oh no and um, fighting outside, outside of, boxing. of boxing yeah Yeah, well yeah he got into <clears throat> a scrap broke his hand and then that was obviously his qualifier finished but um, but you know looking back on it now it sort of gave me a a clearer path where not to go wrong if you know what I'm saying like, I learned a lot by his mistakes if I'm honest can I just ask quickly uh, to go back <clears throat> on it? Because obviously um, you talk about going into the gym at, at 10. Is it really common to start boxing really young or at least learning to fight really young? And, and at what stage with these organised fights to settle feuds and that, is there like an age limit to any of that? Can you like, would your family set up an organised fight between you at the age of 10 years old if you had a problem with another yeah, kid? Yeah, no, no, is no. Is that I, instilled in your life? No, I think it's more it's more the case of these youngsters and the old going to... You know, you're going to your nightclubs, going to your weddings, going to your your football matches, your yeah, boxing yeah. matches, and they're going to meet. And, you know, you've got two, two um, parents there probably thinking, well, you know what, these are arguing. Um, we're better off just letting them sort it. So if they do see each other, they can just bypass each other. You know, they don't want to... And it stays for the kids. It. it doesn't spread to the family. So, so. No, you, you have got some... You, you, you've got some feuds that's been going on for years and years when you look into the culture. Yeah. Um, when you look into the culture, there's some stuff that's been going on for years and generations has passed down and passed down and passed down. But, you know, that's that's obviously deep, deep stuff going on. I mean, you know, family members may have died, may have got hurt. I'm not, you know, I'm not quite sure with the, with the specifics. But I think it's more of a, it's the best way to settle it in the culture if it's done right. If you didn't boss, what do you think, what path do you think you would have taken? But, a horrible path, John. If, if I didn't box, I had that mentality of, oh, no matter what, I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be somebody. And thank God, like boxing brought me down that path because, you know, look, man, you you know yourself, John. When you when you're a young kid and you're up and down and your dad's there and you haven't got much and you're looking at everyone else, you I look and think, well, I want that as well. Good luck to them. I want to get on. I can do that. If they can do it, I can do it. And thank God. It was sort of a, when I saw the Joe Kawasaki thing, when I walked in and see him, that gave me the inspiration where I think, oh, I can do this. I could have walked into someone robbing a bank and I could have had the same sort of fault. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah, at yeah. that time, I walked in and I see him. And that was the path, I, you know, I decided to choose them. Positive role model, you think, yeah, sort of steered you in the right direction. Uh, what about you, what about your lads? Um, and you've got a girl, you said as well, yeah. you've four kids. Um, obviously, you've been very successful, and like Johnny said, they might have a slightly different life to you now. What sort of things do you instill into them? Would you want them to sort of learn some hard lessons, to, you know, work hard, and would you want them to get them into boxing to give them a bit of a tougher... Yeah, you know like I mean? my, my boys, they're always in touch with the gym. Mm. Listen, I'm in the gym all the time. They're, they, they actually, they do like it, but you can't just go into this game because you like it. You know, because you you like being around the big nights. It's not about the big nights. It's about leading up to the big nights. And if that's not going to be done proper and prepared proper, um, you know, people can even, for me, an example, people can look at me and go, oh, yeah, you know, he gets fat, he don't live the life, he does this, he does that. 
But what I can solemnly swear is that there is no other boxer on this universe that will out-train me when I got a fight. Mm. You know, when I got a fight penciled in, I know what I got to give. I got to give guts, blood, sweat, tears, everything. And I'm prepared to do that. Mm. And I'm willing to do that because leading up, you know, leading up to a fight, that's where it's won. It's not won when the lights are on and someone looks in shape and, you know, the it's about, Johnny, you know, that first of the 12th round, you need to make sure you've got to be there, slick, clever, grit, whatever you need. And that's sometimes very hard to find this, this modern day of age because life's different for these growing up now. You know, I remember back when I was a boy, you had to, um, and Johnny remember this as well, you, you, you had to win the schoolboys you had to win the nabcs you had to win the eight junior abas everything blood sweat and tears to get a little picture on the back newspaper <laughs> the boxing news yeah. Somehow, yeah boxing news you're buying <laughs> it you're looking at it now someone can do a pad session on instagram because they got a few followers look yeah, good and yeah. then they get loads of followers and and that sort of takes the hunger away from these young fighters i think yeah. you know because of you know the platforms are around now and you know you've got these youtubers coming in and good luck to them they're earning a few quid you got these coming in and it takes away the true depth yes, to talent yes mm. when you talk about being young you i hear the confidence you as you as a five-year-old a 10-year-old now knowing you i know you're a confident confident kind of guy your kids do they have that same confidence have you instilled that into them my my kids at a very very young young age always install one thing in them is no matter what you do just try just keep trying you know no matter what you're doing and, and what i've installed in them is Look, you treat people how they treat you. If people treat you nice with respect, you treat them nice with respect. If if you're out and someone tries to take advantage of your kindness, don't have it. Because in in this life now, it's all right saying to these young kids, you know, turn the other cheek. But you got you want these to blossom into young, fiery like men. You don't want them you know, growing up in the, you can't afford now for kids to grow up in this world without any streetwise, if you ask me, because I'd rather have streetwise than booking pen smart seven days a week, twice on a Sunday, because, you know, it, you need that to get by in life. And, and I try to put as much as that into them as I can. I let them know about the bads, the goods, you know, I have a conversation with them like, you know, the, the things, what can happen in this life, you know, where you come from and, you know, how they're up there, you know, people's going to want to shoot them down because they're my son. People's going to want to bring them down a little bit and we beat his son or whatever. You know, you need to make sure that these kids this day and age has got respect so they can get by. Who's got the hustle out of your boys? Who's got the hustle? <sighs> you, know, you know, I'd you recognise, you recognise that, that the street smart, the softer, the, the harder, and I know... It, they're all it's good not, qualities. It's not, they're all good qualities. qualities. What I'm saying is, my oldest one of them. My oldest one would be more of a. My oldest one would be more of a business mind. I can sort of like, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd relaxed if he said, "Dad, I'm not coming home tonight." I'd be relaxed to go right. Where are you, son? Are you all right? Yeah, no yeah. problem. Me middle one, Steve, he he would be the one to, I don't know, cause a fight in the phone box. I think <laughs> like he's a bit wild. And then I've got a smaller one, Cruz. He's he's going to be very hard work. Because he it's doesn't, he's only he's only young, he's only six, but he don't he hasn't got six year old mates. He's got his brother oh, who's fifteen, and mates. he's got his other yeah, brother yeah. who's thirteen, and then he's got his other mates who's ten, twelve, and I sort of worry about him if I'm honest. Does he remind you of you? Yeah, very much. 
very very much and it's it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because he's just got no there 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 ain't no there's no filter there's no like and and no matter you you can't correct the only way you can correct him is tell him that you're gonna he's got to go to the bedroom and not come out but apart from that it's everything else is pointless Hello everyone. So, for those of you that may have noticed how good myself and Johnny have been looking throughout this podcast, that's because we are donning real. Now they produce high performance sportswear inspired by boxers. Boxing is as much mental as it is physical. And real believe that it's the combination of physical and mental strength. That is where your performance potential lies. Unify body and mind to realize the power of one. Real fights for enhanced mental well-being. So whether you're a seasoned boxer or new to the sport, Real will empower you to test your limits. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Real Power of One, and you can find their store and their newsletter over on realpowerofone.com. And take it from me, this genuinely is some of the most comfortable and high-quality sportswear that I have ever worn. So it's realpowerofone.com for sportswear inspired by boxers. And thank you so much to Real for sponsoring this podcast. You see, you've got boys, I've got girls, and so <clears throat> I suppose there's always a different worry when when they're out and about. You know, when you've got boys, you think you, things can happen, you know, can get into scraps. When you've got girls, you can worry about boys like your yeah. boys <laughs> didn't with yeah. my girls. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So so you worry about all those things, and do, do they, does it stress you, or do you think you've equipped equipped them mentally enough to actually know when to step off or when or when to step up? Yeah, I think I think that you know having having boys, especially in this culture, is sort of like a you know they're all mixing every week. They're not just sitting at home on their on their games and and stuff like that. These will you know my boys get on a train, they go to Winter Wonderland. They did the weekend. They go and have the day with their friends, do what they want to do. They get a train back. They're sort of like the reins are loose on travelling children mm. a lot. You know, they they want. But they, that that can be a good thing. I was gonna say it's yeah. like nowadays most kids outside of that obviously yeah. sit at home and like you said play games buried, buried in their phone. Do you get a lot of that? Are you? Are you Do you know what? I won't I won't really have it much. My kids, I'm very much on them. If I see them, sit, look, because I the reason being is this: you know how much time you spend on your phone. Yeah. You know how much time <laughs> yeah. you spend on your yeah, phone. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want your kid you doing that? I sit there and think, you know what? If I'm doing this, all right, I'm I'm half all right here, but. These doing this, this is, this is not on. That's the bad you know thing what I'm is in them years when they really like. Let's face it, we've learned. Um, we you learn every day, but for the most part, we've learned about what we're going to learn. We're adults now. We've we've sort of gone through all of that. But but kids in those years when they really need to be soaking everything up, having experiences, going out and playing, socialising, learning all those different skills. That is the last time you want their head buried in a fucking phone, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's why we can catch ourselves doing it because. I don't know, not that we should, but we do. But when you we think about your kids doing it, we, we know the difference. We're <laughs> developed, we're old, yeah. we're over the hill. But like, when you when you, when you you see your kids do it, you think there's so much you need to be learning and, and there's a lot you <clears> like, you want to take away from them. But then you get that old thing, though, where if you take it away from them and their friends have got it, then you're outcasting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a fucking do, tough do, thing. Do you know what? I think you got to be, sometimes you've got to be cruel to be kind in yeah. a way with them as well because you've got to let them know who's in charge. My, my sons, they will not listen to their mums whatsoever. With me, I've only got to talk once, and I swear to God, I've never, ever, ever, like, never give one a clip, never, or I kick one in the ass, probably, yeah, but like, <laughs> I've never, like, I just talk, they respect me enough yeah. because I've been fair with them. I've always been firm, but I've been fair. Like, yeah. my, like, my middle one, Steve, he, um, I bought him a motorbike once. I'll give like 2,300 quid for it. So, anyway, he's, he sold it. 
for like 300 quid. Oh. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, 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 what, what, but what it was then, he came to me then and said, like, all his mates were up and down on their motorbike. And he came to me, he went, Dad, he said, um, I want a motorbike. He said, I said, right, what did you sell your other one for? He went, 300. I want my buy one out of that. And then he was up and down on a moped sort of thing and he was gutted, like a little small rubbish <laughs> yeah. thing. And then like it, it learned yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. It learned him like, that's it. Like, you're not going to get a lot for me. So whatever you do, get appreciated and look after it. You know? I, what, what I'm saying, I like the freedom. I like the freedom. You, It sounds like I'm hearing you're giving your kids. That was freedom we had. We could go to the park. Yeah, mate. Yeah, stuff I, I, like. We could do most of the things. Go now you want like, to walk friends, to the shop right? by themselves. Yeah. I like the freedom. But that, that takes a lot of guts to do that as well because there's always the risk of the worst worst case scenario happening you know the unknown Johnny is something that you know if we thought about it we're let to you know we'd we'll be biting our fingernails every day the only thing as fathers I believe we can do and as you know equipped parents is that try to install the best that we can in them to know how to get out of a situation and to deal with a situation and I think if they can half learn that at this young age you know, it's it's very important to do, especially in the life we're living now, because at the minute I'm looking on this news every day and you're seeing this one dead, that one dead, and it, and we never think it's going to happen to us. You know, you, you never think, oh, it's, no, it's not going to... Like, you look at it and you think, like, you look at it on TV and you don't really take it in until something like that happens closer to home. And then you, obviously, it's, it's hard to digest. And as, no. as you say, the, what you're saying there is it's kind of what Brendan taught us what you probably should have had from your parent which was he taught you to remember uh, to think schools teach you to remember mm. you know he wants you to Brendan taught you to think on your feet think point. about getting out of situations think about how you're going to assess it that's that's education you know and, and that's educating you to, to make, make the best of yourself yeah. I suppose you probably felt very at home around a lot of the a lot of the things that Brendan was saying as well when you when you when you came up to the gym when I went to the Ingle gym I remember walking in and, um, you know, when I first met Brendan, chatting to him because I, I got there at like the later stage of his life. Yeah. Um, but when I got there, he was still, he was still switched on. You know, he was still had his eyes everywhere. He liked and, you. He did yeah. like you. He liked you, man. And I remember he, I was WBO middleweight champion and uh, he looked at me, he said, you're going to be, he said, three time world champion, he says. <laughs> You're going to win the lot, he said. You're going to win the British, the Commonwealth, the European, and the world title, he says. But listening to him, just the small things, yeah. and the confidence he must have given people picking up from him was a joke. He was like, just the way he put things across. He, when he would tell you something, you'd take, you'd believe it. it. Yeah, you'd yeah, get yeah. it straight away. You thought, you know what, he's right. When he said three-time world champion, I thought, well, you know what, I've been two-time world champion. Yeah, he's right. I'm going to be three-time world champion. Like, yeah. it's just, like, I believed it. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. believed it. And he was very, very good. Someone like Brendan Ingle, that these sort of people in boxing now are dying out. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Tibbs. Yeah. You know, you got you know, got him. Uh, you got all your old, like, I like to say, like, your Mickey off Rocky, them sort of trainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 you know, yeah. And, and I think that's very, it's still key to keep that in the game. Because, Massively. you know, I've been in fights before where I think, do you know what? I fucked up on the weight here. I've done the weight shit. And then, like, you know, you'll have a conversation with Jimmy Tibbs and he'll go, right, you sparred eight rounds the other day. How did you feel? I said, yeah, good. Well, you can do eight, you can do 12. And then I thought, well, he's right. It's only four It's only four more rounds. Like, they get into you mentally. Mm. 
They'll just put um, that into you mentally, and what they put in you is there's only a certain few people in the world can put that into you. You'll get it, what I'm saying, because of obviously we're Brendan. It's a transferable skill, and that's why I think the things that you've learned growing up, you've learned through boxing. Uh, do you find yourself repeating the same things to your lads or in a different way? Do you know what? I try to, yeah. I try, but then I think, you know, I'm me and they're them. I don't want to, you know, I were very, if I wanted something done, it had to be done yesterday. I'm one of them. I can't wait. Hey. I just need to get it done. Like, I tried to put across the knowledge that I've been given, but even still, like, I'm not just going to sit and say, oh, yeah, my boys take the knowledge on. They learn everything and, they're, 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 you know, the sun shines out their ass because they don't. But I try to give my, as long as I know I'm trying and they're just picking up on little bits, I'm more than happy. Do you, do you know what? It's interesting, especially what you just said, Johnny, about, you know, school is, is learning, whereas learning to think. Yeah, to learn so, to remember. Yeah, to, to learn, to, learn to, to remember and learning to think. I've never really thought of it like that. And it's like you're saying, even as a parent, when you're trying to teach your kids stuff, that's still a situation where they're just learning knowledge. They're t soaking in the information, whereas experiences like going into a boxing gym, doing boxing, going out and playing as opposed to staying at home all day, those are experiences. And in those situations, they learn to think, don't they? They learn yeah. to react and learn to do things. Is that something to do with today? That yeah, that's are... what I'm saying. So the culture today is you see the things that are happening. To us, we're thinking, you guys are stabbing each other, not thinking about the consequences. You mm. guys are doing stuff that is going to take, you're going to yourself, get yourself incarcerated for. And so, and I think that's about maybe kids bringing up kids. I think it's about uh, people not re actually understanding the consequences of their actions mm. or it's, uh, 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 getting to the point where it's lawless. You go into school, a teacher can, can't even nudge you out can't of the even room. Can't even... You know, a parent, no... a parent mm. is, is, is to the point where they can only... They, they can only do so much to try and to try and uh, to try and educate their children. So if you've got a, a parent that isn't smart enough, that isn't sharp enough, that doesn't know how to use a brain, what are the kids going to turn out like? Mm. So maybe that's that's the result of a lot of things that are happening with with kids today. When you see Mark, They're just being sheltered from everything, aren't they? Um, so moving on to your career, Billy. Um, highlights. Do you know what? <clears throat> Probably the biggest highlight for me was obviously becoming world champion first time uh when I boxed Andy Lee. That was a big you know, that it was big rivalry, it was it was a lot of pressure on both ends. Mm. And um you know, Johnny will tell you about it, he's been world champion. It's it's you know, you, when you win you think oh, you, you can't believe it. You wake up in the morning like did that happen? Did it not? Because you worked all your life for it. Yeah. But then there's there's that you know, there's element of it. Or, you know, the novelty wears off for a week or so, and then you think, was that it? Was that the buzz? Was that it? Is this what, just, sorry, I mean, Tyson Fury mentioned that, didn't he? After he beat Vlad, he felt just completely like, well, I've got to the top now. Is that what you're talking about? It just feels like you've worked all your ass off for this, you've reached here, and now... Yeah, because, look, you always want stuff you can never have. You know, as a kid, you always look at it, but... You know, when I when I become world champion, I'd, like it was it was a very good feeling, the best feeling I've ever had, like for for a week or two weeks, and then I didn't box for sixteen months after. I just put a load of weight on, just went like, you know, people's got this sort of perception of me that I like to go out, I like to party, I like to. Mate, I don't go anywhere. So all I do is eat food, never touch a drug in my life. Tried I've tried a joint, yeah, but never touched no other drug in my life. I've, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm devoted to me kids, and then I just thought, 
like, I always said I'll retire at 30. And uh, when I got to 30, I had some fight penciled in. I can't think of who, who it was. And um, I was thinking, I said I'm going to retire at 30. So, like, the biggest I'd say I was obviously becoming world champion. Beating Eubanks was all right, to be fair. Um, but probably the the worst would probably be the worst and, you know, the worst of my career. Probably, be, I wouldn't even say... I wouldn't. I'd probably say the worst of my career is knowing I could do more. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Looking back and thinking, do you know what I've done that? I thought I'd been fit. The, yeah, like I could have. And and this is the reason why I'm like I'm strongly considering now. I'm in training, blowing a bit of weight, just thinking about coming back because the boredom, man, is just like if I don't do anything, I'm gonna go out my head. Do you know what I mean? There's only so much you can do as driving around. Oh yeah, look, they're building. Oh, they're doing this. They're doing that. Like keeping you. I'm not about that, man. I'm not one of these who want to drive around and check on this and check on that, make sure this is being done right and that. I ain't got a clue. Do you know what I'm saying? It could be getting done wrong. I ain't got a clue. But it, boxing, like, you miss it bad. Is it adrenaline you miss, you think? Or I, I don't know what it is. It's, like, like the, it's, just, um, it's just the buzz of the training, getting into shape, you know, look like getting ready to go into combat war. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like Kel kind of said the same thing. And I think I'm considerably older. I think what happens is... People think to become champion that is it that 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 is their drive. The hardest thing is actually staying champion. Of course, mm. because once you become champion, that drive, that hunter's mentality that you've had to get to, I want this next, I want that next, I want this next. Once you've got it and you're on the top of the hill, you're thinking, now what is my drive? What is my reason for getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning? I've done it now. So so actually, the fun really starts when you actually are champion, because. It's harder staying as a champion and beating all those oncomers that have been watching you from day dot, and you've got to prepare for those people in 10, 12 weeks and still outsmarting. But so you've got to give yourself a new kind of motivation yeah. because boxing trains you to stand on the door of a club, uh, get in the gym and try and help all the pads for young kids, and that's it. It trains you for nothing else be because you. it's like a kamikaze mentality. You think, yeah, you hate it when you're training hard, you hate it when you've got a diet. You hate it, but you miss it like hell. Yeah. When it's no longer there. Hi, guys. Quick shout out to our sponsor, Pulse Roll. Did you guys know that Pulse Roll are on a mission to get people moving? And over the past six years, they have built the UK's leading percussion massage therapy gun used by people such as Anthony Joshua. And Pulse Roll have created a current range of six devices scientifically proven to enhance recovery and rehabilitation. To find out why their range is so good and what makes it so good, visit pulseroll.com where you can find educational content and blogs to help you perform smarter, recover faster, and keep moving. So that's pulseroll.com. Pulseroll.com to help you keep moving. And thanks to Pulse Roll for sponsoring this show. It's crazy, isn't it? Because I think um, when they say devil makes work for idle thumbs, there's loads of different sayings that sort of reference the fact that if you haven't got something to really focus on, then that's where sort of a lot of depression can come from. Yeah. And boxing's almost one of those things where it's you're so hyper-focused and you've got, you're so regimented that I can imagine it's massively addictive um, for that exact reason because it's what your brain needs you, almost. You can, and fight yourself, yeah. you, you can fight yourself out of a situation. You know, most of the time, the first thing for Sky working on TV was, I've got to talk myself. I've got to, if I say something, people are judging me what I'm saying, mm. how I'm saying it, what I've said. If you're fighting, you just punch somebody. 
You yeah. move out of the way. You just—it's easier. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I same thing. I look at it is—is is, is like when some people say, "Oh, this boxing game's hard." I think, no, no, no. The boxing game's easy. Mm. It's preparing and getting ready. What's yeah. hard? Right. You know, it's preparing and gearing up to that night. What's hard? Night is just... People will never understand unless you're an athlete mm. at a level. Johnny will like what mentally, physically you go through. Like, listen, it's a twenty-four-seven job. Because, you know, if, like today, when you go home, you're going to go back, you're going to get your food. Like in camp, if you had a fight now, you'd be going back. Your meals will have to be bang on. You'd be laying there and you'll probably be thinking about your fight. You'll probably be thinking, right, having a little view, what's going to happen here, right, my next training set. It's never stopping. You know, it comes 10, 11 o'clock at night. You think, oh, I've got to get to bed. Like you've got to, you've got to get everything Chris, right. Christmas is coming. You, you, no it's, Christmas. That means no nothing to you. Yeah, Your body no, don't know it's Christmas. No. It's Christmas for everybody else. You, the sacrifice, you've got to be selfish. You've got to be self-centered. That's how you got to be if you want to really get to where you want to get to. And you can't go out and think, I'll have a day off today. No, definitely not. Because you've always got it in the back of your head. You know, and, and I'm sending a bullet out, out there, you know. The sweetest feeling is when you get yourself in shape and you think, I am never going to lose this shape again. I look wicked two yeah. months later. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, I've been there many times. But see, the thing is with me, I go up stupid weight. Yeah. I just, I don't know what Fluctuate it is with me. I just go, yeah, yeah, I, go me, I get it off all right, too. but I just go up yeah. stupid weight. Does it bother you? Does it bother you, the criticism, the, the banter you get from putting on the weight? No, nah, do you know what? With me, I, I'm, you know, you can, you can, they can say and do is you know it's water off a duck's back I don't let anything listen in boxing there's one thing if you're mentally weak in boxing it's not the place to be for yeah. anybody and I've learned that and that's one thing boxing has really put into me that mentally like that mental strength I've got mm. for like words and this and that man they don't bother to me they're not feeding my kids they're not doing what you know I need yeah, to do yeah, in yeah. life they can have their opinion but listen look in the mirror and I look in the mirror our story's a little bit different do you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't really bother me, all this, like, all this bullying stuff they say on. And this is what I install in my kids. Like, you know, don't let things like that play on your brain and, you know, let it go over your head, what they say. Like, my, my kids, they've been called pikey, gypsy, uh, you name it, they call it. They've been called it. And it's, it's, you just completely, I tell them, look, just, if you can, dismiss it. If you can't, then it's... Deal with it. Yeah, deal with it. Yeah. Like if you can, just dismiss it, and yeah. and that's what I try. And they're very, they're very like that as well. But you yourself, and you you in your career, and I get it because I, I understand in boxing, you can't just be a good boxer. You've got to, it's a whole package. You've got to be a character. You've got to give people a reason to want to tune you, have a love or hate you. And you you yourself, your your humour is that can be very dark and dry. Yeah. And we unless you know you, yeah, you don't get your humour. No. But it can be construed as, as very as wrong or not PC. But it got you to the headlines. It got yeah. you loved or loved. Yeah. Oh, so, I, I, was it calculated? Was it calculated? Do you know what? I, I'm I've never really been filtered, John. With me, it's always been what I've had on my mind. Like I'd say it, but also my banter can be. My industrial banter can be... It's banter. It's yeah. just banter. Like, I, I, you're not allowed banter these days, though, are you? <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> you're not allowed banter. Do you know? No. Oh, listen, I've been fined about probably 200 grand. I got fined 100 grand for one thing with, with the boxing board, and it was only banter, all right? It was stupid, and it was childish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But boxing, man, boxing can... Boxing can... When you're in a house, sitting in a house, training 24-7, you're not moving, and then that, to me, is like good banter like I'm thinking fuck me like I'm out the gaff at least I'm out the place I'm yeah. doing something like you boxing's a very closed environment 
you know, and when you're in there alone for like 12, 10 weeks, man, we go, you go off your head a little bit. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? You I do. Like, I'm used to being here, there. I'm a bit hyperactive. I want to be here, there, everywhere. When you're locked in, enclosed in, and then you do get a chance, a bit of freedom, your mates are there and you're all having the band. You get a bit carried away sometimes. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's what's happened with me. But I would never intentionally want to do like cause any harm or hurt on yeah, my yeah, banner. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, and that's yeah. from the heart. But sometimes it's it's caused a bit of a stir. Isn't it funny? Like we we talked about this earlier. Um, but uh, you, when you're people are so sheltered that it's almost like the world now wants to stop everybody saying anything, rather than teach people how to deal with when people say things. Do you know what I mean? They're trying to mute everything and everyone. And like you say, you can't even have a joke rather than learn to take some things as jokes. Like when you have comedians that say certain things, you're always going to have assholes out there. You always have people say stuff to you. So why aren't we going back to teaching people how to deal with what's been said, focusing on that? Obviously some things you should never say, but it feels like everything now can apparently offend somebody so instead of teaching the people how to not be offended by certain things, it's like stop everything that could possibly but, but, offend but, but, anyone but, anywhere. But maybe you know it's I mean? got to the stage now where people, if they complain about anything, they get the result they want. Yeah, <coughs> so, well, social media's done that. Yeah, though, social it? media's done that. So say, for instance, and this is a bit political, I don't know if you're going to have to cut it out. So say, for instance, uh, the lady that w went to, the, uh, the, the, the woman from the royal family that said, where are you from? To the, to the black woman from Peckham mm. that... Now I know from the black community, I know most people that I meet or, or of my my age, I'll say, where you from? As in like, where's your family from? Dominica, Antigua, Jamaica, mm. whatever. And and I'll get it back or, or and, and I know that's the, the, the conversation. Mm. So, so I know the older generation, uh, they have that conversation. Now how I construed it where, when that happened and it hit the headlines, I just thought my mates are like, what's the big deal? You know, like she has to wear she's from. She's dressed in African dress gown. She they don't dress like that in Peckham. So yeah, the the mistake can be made. Is it the manner of how she asked? But but you do have a a, a PC, uh, a, a, um, you have a PC trigger happy culture amongst the black population as well. But I actually thought it, it's probably more white people that complain about that than black people because most black people saying where are you from? Yeah, Jamaica, Dominica, mm. and so people are just getting a bit too trigger happy with. With conversation, inquisitive conversation, have conversations to educate yourself, yeah. educate mm. each other. That's the thing, and I do think media plays, plays a big part in it. When something gets out into the media, you're going to have a load of people that really want to push that and say that it's really offensive for the sake of pushing it and saying it's offensive and starting a conversation. All these media outlets love it because they love arguments and disputes yeah. and conversations because it gets them likes and clicks. And same reason people comment on stuff is it gets them likes and clicks. And it's the same thing with you, Billy. When you do something, you make a joke. There's going to be people out there that will push it out there to say that you did it maliciously or you meant to cause harm or, or you knew you could have done, but you still did it and put loads of stuff in your mouth. And it's kind of, a, it's a mix of media. At first it was just newspapers and that, but you'd have to have a paparazzi there or someone to catch it. But now phones are fucking everywhere. Yeah. Anyone uploads something, it gets spread everywhere instantly. And instantly you can either be villainized or even sensationalized for good stuff in a fucking instant so do, 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 you, do you did you or do you get a lot of abuse yeah what's social media like for you do you know what the block button now that i've just introduced is all right to be fair but i don't really look and and you know i have some people sometimes text me if they text me abuse i'll just put back thanks 
Same yeah. Charm and disarm. Yeah. Just, just Charm and disarm. Fine. Charm and disarm. Kills That's what they wanted, isn't it? They want to round up, with you. And most yeah, of yeah. those people have come back to say, you know what, you're all right. You. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm Charm saying? And then they try to be your mate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's just like, I think a lot of people does stuff for reactions. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you like especially if somebody's, you know, they've been somewhere or they've been somebody and, you know, they're a bit of a name, they, they want that reaction out because they want the publicity with you alongside you. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, but like, what do I say? With messages and that, I just completely brush it off I just put thanks or just block them do you know what I'm saying but you do get them out there and, and it is pretty bad at the minute you see these people you know some people come, these kids now committing suicide because <clears throat> you know they're getting bullied online the reason why they're committing suicide is because that online and that phone is their life yeah. you know they think it's real yeah, you yeah. know, they're looking at it. That is their life. They're looking at it. Oh, my God, he's like, that's what they just said, and they're taking they that. They don't think that about and, them and, at all. They're just You know, look, fuckers. the way I say with social media, look, let's just say you got, you know, there's a time and place. Let's just say you got 500, you know, 500 friends on Facebook. That too much of it indoors is like letting them come into your front room and sit in there. Do you know what I mean? Because you've got some of these men, oh, yeah, oh, look, he's just said this. He's put this up. He's done. Mate, it's social media. Like, you can easily get rid of it off of it forget about it you know switch off from it um, listen I, I'm always on social media if I'm honest but I I know when enough's enough like because it can get to you man it can be mentally draining sometimes I think do you know what I'm just going to have a complete week off it and yeah. I don't even go on I, it I think the only way the only way a way to get back at him is I, I always say social media has created a nation of cowards yeah 100% yeah oh definitely you know so those people when, when they hear something like that and they like they know they're being cowardly and doing yeah. it because they wouldn't say it to your face. Yeah, you know they might fool the some say, yeah, I'll say something, but it's a, it's a nation of cowards and that's mm. what's happening. And and for people to learn how to deal with it, if they're so immersed in it, uh, where they're thinking, oh my god, this is this, and the problem now is not knowing how to deal with it, mm. not knowing like Brennan's all saying is sticks and stones when being rolls. Such such a childish nursery rhyme, but it's so it's right. so it's it so true. Words. But I find also mm -hmm. in in Brendan's gym. You know, you've very, got, cool. <laughs> you've, very, very industrial. Very yeah, industrial. very industrial. But I, I feel that that helps everybody. Yeah. That helps it because what he do is he bring a family together, you know, and they could be all, you know, every race in yeah. the world there, and everybody there can have a laugh of each other, and uh, we have a laugh. Killer, my mate, killer. He calls me from, you know, he. There's, there's an old saying. There's, uh, there's two words we don't like, uh, the packy and the pikey. Yeah, he's he's Asian. Mm. So me and him had a conversation once about something and he was saying like obviously how people, you know, what, what word gets you upset, he was saying like to me. And then I said, look, you know, I don't like the word pikey because he went, and I don't like the word packy, he went. they He said, I could fight over that, he says, but I, I'll get where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. I'll get dead everything what he's saying. And he now says for me from the mobile community. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but, but the thing he's, is, uh, so if he talks, if he talks about mobile. a traveller now, he goes, yeah, a member of the mobile community, you know. Like, oh. So, so the the funny thing is, Brendan encourages us to be like that in the gym and give each other a boost. I think Naz, we call him Nukra, big nose, massive nose, or flag ears. Uh, that's what you used to call Naz. But everybody get abused for whatever background you're from. And he said, so when we're in the gym fighting like a dysfunctional family. We travel out like a pack of wolves mm. because we knew, and he, he told me massively, he said, you are going to get it from your opponent's fans. They're going to call you every name under the sun. 
and I want you to be focused on that man there instead of saying, he just said that, he just said this. So he gets you, prepares you for it. And the one time when it really stood out for me, I boxed in in a, in a, in a place in a place in Doncaster in, Mel in Melbourne, mm. Australia. And I was walking into the ring and they're shouting, you black bastard, and he was spitting at me, throwing shit at me. And like the safest place was in the ring as we walked, this, <laughs> I was walking into the ring, you know, but walking into the ring, they're shouting all this stuff at me. And John's like, John's like got stuck up with John Brennan's son. He stuck, he said, safest place in him, let's get in there. So I'm boxing this guy and they were shouting, there's so most amount of abuse. But that, to me, I smiled, I thought, I'm gonna get one of you. Yeah. So I've got to get this guy to give up. So every round, boom, hitting me, it almost go back off a little bit. He gave up after 11 rounds. I still had to get back through the abuse, but I didn't, to me, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to start fighting everybody. I thought I'm dealing with it differently, mm. dealing with it smart. There was a, a mob waiting outside, three police cars, and he put me in one police car, somebody else covered the hands, covered the head, jumped in the other police cars, and the police car sped out through the night, and they were chasing the police, the police cars. What I'm saying is, That's what, but what, 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 but what I'm saying is, Brendan taught you to prepare to know how to deal with that. If you are gonna throw a shot every time someone calls you a pike or a black X Y Z or whatever, then you're gonna be doing it every day. Be fine, right? yeah. So you gotta yeah. know how to deal with it because yeah. when you react how they want you to react, they've got you say, yeah, that's how they are. That's what they do, you know. So it was just we were. We were fortunate. We have a loan by experience or have somebody that's saying, look, deal with it this way. It's almost like there's always going to be people out there. There's always going to be arseholes out there. There's always going to be conflict out there. Just teach your kids how to deal with it. Yeah, teach your, that, that's uh, the how lesson. to conduct themselves. Yeah, that's the it? lesson. Rather than trying to, you know, there's an element of trying to stop everybody. But the fact is the world is what it is. Yeah. And it, there's always going to be people trying to take advantage or say something. So yeah. that's the lesson. Billy. What's next for you, mate? Are you are you coming back? Are you thinking about it? What's what's happening? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm just, I've, I've been showing me face in the gym and that every day, um, doing a bit, don't want that Christmas catch me out. But I miss, I, I just miss the buzz. Like, there's no, I don't, I can't. There is no other buzz. Like, it's weird because there's no other buzz. Getting ready for a fight day before the weighing, weighing in, fight day coming, you know, having your fight, and the buzz after. Like, you can't sleep that night. And then it's like the buzz is gone after, but I'm trying to get an in-between like now of, I need that buzz back in my life because, and I'm getting bored. And, and do you know what? I see a lot of these fighters and when I was young, I used to think they're coming back for the money. I thought, oh, they're coming back for the money. But when you get, when you in sort of their position, all right, it's nice to get a few quid as well. Don't get me wrong. It's always nice mm. to like to be earning money, doing what you like doing, but just that it's just a, a funny life because when you're in camp there is nothing in the world that matters apart from that fight no matter what's going on family members anything yeah. the worst possible news could could come and that fight's still main priority in your head yeah. that's the sort of focus i need in my life and and boxing's the only thing and i've been very lucky you know i've been very very lucky really that i found that in boxing because some people don't find that mm. And that, that, that's the reason why you see them go to prison. They're doing, you know, robbing banks, they're selling drugs, they're doing this, they're doing that because they've never had, they've never found the right buzz. You know, and at the minute now, everybody just wants fast money. There is no fast money. You know, what you want in life, you have to work at, you have to learn mm -hmm. and you have Feel to earn sweeter, it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you need to, you need to get a goal. And, 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 and for me, the goal is to come back, um, you know, obviously the Eubank fight's always still there. That's always going to be big money. So, that's something there to look forward to later on a bit. But do you want that? 
Well, look, I, Johnny, don't really mind. I don't really bother me if it comes or not. I've got the win. I can set back. You know, I've done all right. I can set back. But the main thing is for me at the minute is just getting the ball rolling of getting me back to myself. Because, look, I don't go on these podcasts and, and you know, on these interviews and say I'm depressed, I'm down. Everyone gets down. Yeah. That's how you deal with it. Mm. You know, I don't like, you, you know, it's always nice to keep your cards close to your chest. And sometimes I don't like... I'm not one of these to put myself out there and we all go through struggles. You go through struggles. You mm -hmm. go through struggles. I've go through struggles. You just got to deal with them, man. It's life. Get on with them. You know, when you see these people moaning and groaning and want, you know, a little bit of self-pity, man, listen, we're grown up. You know, we're big men now. Mm -hmm. We've got kids of our own growing up. You need to deal with that the best way you can. Short, sharp, sweet, get it done, dealt with and keep moving forward because as soon as you stop, then that's when it all builds up. Mm -hmm. And I feel boxing at the minute. When I just had this lot, I've been out of the ring a year and a bit. And I just feel things are just like building up a little bit, building up, mm. building up, building up. I'm thinking, do you know what? I'm going to get the train moving because that way there, nothing builds up on me. 2023, we're going to see you in the ring. Yeah, I'd say <coughs> so, John, yeah. I'm just uh, at the minute now, I'm obviously just staying in touch over Christmas, making sure that obviously everything's all brand new of me, feeling good, feeling fresh, and 2023 would definitely be back. And can I just ask, you and uh, Eubank Jr., you mentioned that fight. Um, I know you used to be a lot of needle there. Are you boys now? Are you? Uh, still do you don't know like what? I, I, I can or? honestly say I've never spoken one word to him in my life. Really? Never said oh, some. I'd so love to do a gloves off with you too. Do you know what? I've <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, I've never. Listen, I, when I say this, yeah, and I swear on my kid's life, for some reason, I hate him. Yeah? <laughs> but there's no reason. No. For some reason, I hate him. It's just his arrogance. He's, you know, and, and, and to be fair, in this game, in boxing, you've always got to pick a dancing partner from day yeah. one. And what better dancing partner to pick than Chris Eubank Jr.'s son? The same as one day it'd be Billy Joe Saunders' son, Johnny Nelson's son, yeah. someone else's. Like, they want the name. And at the time, I wanted the name, and I knew it was always going to be big, a big fight for us both, as long as I beat, like, the, beat him the first time. But he's just his way of going on, man. Like he's just, It's just not a bit of me. Mm. I'm an easygoing fella. Don't pretend to be something you're not. I know what he is. Listen, he's he's had a he's had a bit better upbringing than what I have, but he hasn't been brought up how I have. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? He don't know the struggles. He knows my son. He's he's been brought up probably like my sons in a way. Mm. To be fair, they've they've added what they want. You know, roughly when they want to get it. Yeah. With me, my brother, I've never had nothing unless I got it myself. You got to remember that that worked for his dad. Correct. His dad always got under Nigel's skin because he gave the impression as though it was something it was not, and I just like, oh! But that that was probably Nigel's downfall. Yeah, definitely. So, so you got to be smart enough to think, I don't like you, but I don't. Oh, like definitely, you John. Do you know what? I kid you not, bro. Yeah, I know. Put me in the ring today, how I am today, and he would never beat me. He won't beat me at mental, and he certainly won't beat. Listen, he can fight. Mm. He can fight, but there's a difference between you know, elite. And I've been through from journeyman to uh, international to Commonwealth to British to European to world to to elite. elite yeah. I've seen it all, and he's nothing that phases me, not whatsoever. Listen, I'm already excited about it. Right, roll on 2023, and hopefully, <laughs> maybe at the end of it, we'll see that. Um, Thanks so much, Billy. Thank Honestly, you, boys, for having me. Thank really you. Really great to have you on. Um, and thank you again to everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week.
This is Rocket Audio.